You get the squishy. Ooh. Um, oh, that's beautiful exciting. lighting also. Thank you. Hey, that's another one. Yeah, I made that one. <laughs> cool. How did you make it? Um, a cake thing. <laughs> Welcome to, or welcome back to, the Flowcast. This is the podcast for information and inspiration on your journey to finding your flow. My name's RJ, and I'm joined by my co-host, Telsey. Together, we explore topics surrounding flow, as well as lead by example for our own passions and those of the guests that we interview. So let's dive right in. Hey, everyone. Just before we get started, Big thanks, as always, to Flow Spa for making it possible for us to keep making this podcast. Flow Spa is Peterborough's float therapy and sports recovery center, providing float tanks, infrared sauna, contrast therapy, and the Normatec recovery system for deep relaxation and recovery and to help you find your flow. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So... Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if it makes any difference. Yes. yes. See what happens. I think Um, this space is also really cool for meditations. I like that idea. It's gonna happen. I got like so a lot of them are probably spam, but I got like fifteen votes now for. Why do you say they're spam? Because they're people I don't know and they don't follow me, and they're a lot of them are written in different languages. Oh. (laughs) I get get that. I get that on pause a lot too. Yeah. On my like surveys and stuff, people like stuff, and I'm like, you don't even know what this is. Oh, because surveys, yeah, surveys seem to, like, reach more people. Right? So people, I don't know what it is. I, I think people, because um, I don't hashtag it or anything, so I don't know. But, uh, Are you good with video? Yeah. Okay. I like video. Video. Awesome. I'm happy. I'm super happy. happy to be on YouTube and Instagram. And yeah. I'm certain. Do you want to be on Instagram? <laughs> um, what was I just said? You're saying? Um, was, oh, yeah. Um, I get, yeah, every time that I do surveys, I get a bunch of. I get tons of randoms on either my personal account or my business account. But about half of them are not. So we could, we have like for sure eight votes for Sunday at 8 p.m. I didn't look at the results yet. I had a few survey well, result respondents, but I, uh, yay. Just didn't feel like fun things. Yeah, I like this. <laughs> so yeah, we're starting to do guided meditations, which will probably like, all the plans going on here, it's going to slowly shift the podcast out of this space. Oh, no. Oh, dear. <laughs> Unless, well, I don't know, because I don't know where I'll store everything now. Yeah, um, that's true. Well, because the closet, yeah, we've got a lot of stuff we're, going We're sort of, the plan is to do something different. We, we won't disclose it just yet. <laughs> yes. Just Not in case. <laughs> well, I can cut this part out. But, <laughs> um, no, it's fun to make it tantalizing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we don't really have that storage yeah, space so. anymore for our normal, like storing all this stuff. Huh? Yeah, you're gonna have to. We're gonna have to bust down the wall. <laughs> I could just keep saying we'll just have to take yeah. over the tanning salon. Yeah. They've got two locations. They can handle themselves yeah. on land. <laughs> this and their second location here could just be for podcasting and uh, videography, <laughs> any yeah. sort of photo. Just be the studio. So, just be the studio space. Yeah. And then you guys can do all your guided meditations and flow stuff here. Yeah. Okay, perfect. And they'll just have to live there. <laughs> we'll just take one of the tanning rooms. Maybe you don't have to bust the whole thing down. Maybe. Maybe just kind of dig a little yeah. notch out of their oh space. Gosh. Yes, make a little cave. <laughs> yeah. like, you're like digging oh, through. Like, we could do a salt cave with oh, that too. Yes. That's some travel yeah. through the salt cave into the to podcast. Get to, room. Yes. Or we could podcast in the Ultimate. salt cave. I wonder how that would affect like the, the, the equipment. Know. 
Yeah, I would there be an issue with that? Of, like interference or yeah, something because know. of the. I'm negative assuming minerals bond. have like the same magnetic pull as like yeah. other. Yeah. So I went. Well, I wonder if, if there's a whole bunch like that times a whole room. Yeah. I don't know. We'll never find out. <laughs> Science can tell us. I wouldn't yeah. We'll never know. I mean, people record videos and stuff in salt rooms occasionally, don't they? So Yeah, that's true. You don't see a lot, though. No. Yeah. It's supposed to be like a peaceful. Yeah. I think of... that's usually why you don't see a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you should use it for guided meditation, I'm sure, or something. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Cool. Rebecca Foot, ladies and Hello. gentlemen. Hi, it's me. <laughs> there she <Bex>. is. <laughs> You've seen me on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> so, yeah, in some places. Yeah. So, uh, do you want me to? to yeah, you take lead the, the way. Show? Okay, cool. We talked about that, but I didn't want to assume. No, it's. Um, but then I did. Yeah, we've got. Be- thanks for being here. We got Becca with us. She is. A human as well as a dog walker. Yeah. Uh, pause PTBO if you haven't heard. But uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and then we'll, we'll dive in. Um, I am a wild lady, um, <laughs> definitely free-spirited human being, but just like likes animals. And I think that that's kind of where like the dog walking stuff started for me anyway. I think it's a lot of who I am, and that's kind of been really translated into why I'm doing this in the first place. I just like animals, the end. Like, that's kind of like, Becca, the animal person, period. Yeah, it's true. You know, and... Every animal I've known is just, like, worshipped her. They just flock to me also, wild animals, regular domesticated animals. I I love being, like, the human Ace Ventura of, like... (laughs) Like the real life version. That's kind of like my life goal. That's awesome. But yeah, I guess dog walking for me started um, when I left a big bank job. Uh, I kind of jumped into the risky pool of entrepreneurship and decided to, you know, start working with animals. I worked with Gussie and Company. Love them. Great company in Toronto if you're looking to walk your dog. Um, and they kind of taught me the ropes on that. In Toronto, it's much different though than in Peterborough because in Toronto, you go a condo. You collect right. five dogs and you come back down and walk yeah. them in the neighborhood and go back up. Hmm. But here, dog walking is much more wild and fun because we have Haroldtown and Trent and all those places. So it's much more natural. Mm-hmm. I like this specific area for this job. So yeah, I pick up dogs. I bring them out to nature. We run around and then I bring them home. And yeah. it's the best. And I hope they just live their best lives. <laughs> That's awesome. And the people that own them too, right? Yeah. I love all of my clients are amazing, first of all. But secondly, like, I think that's a big thing about Peterborough is the community here is really open and welcoming to new small businesses, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, everybody's been super accommodating when it comes to like, hey, like, how does dog walking work? What do you do? Like, what's going on? You know, and I like to provide little pup dates when they're done their walk and pictures and videos and stuff like that so they feel like they're on the walk with me. But I don't know. I feel like they appreciate it more here than they necessarily do in Toronto. Yeah. Everybody's getting emails and pictures flown at them all the time from work. So it's like, yeah, it's different. Yeah, no, I like... Is Becca walks my dog often, <laughs> and I uh, I look forward to those. I like wait for them, and if yeah. I don't get pictures, I'm like, is everything okay? <laughs> is everything all right? I know most people are like, okay, so what's in a picture day? What happened? And like, it'll be like the phone froze or something because it was so cold. But mm. in the summer, it's constant. It's mm. easy to do. Yeah, 
and it's fun. Yeah. Is that so? You send those directly to the clients? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's such like a nice. Um... You get everything. You get like oh, yeah. poop updates. <laughs> <laughs> Not pictures usually, no. but just. If How much texture? Yeah, yeah. Obviously. If it was if it was a it was a bad day for poops, or if it was a good day for poops, or if they didn't really pee, or if their pee was a strange color, it's a lot of you get it a lot of information. It's nice with emojis. It's a lot with of emojis. <laughs> oh, very much. Often. My like signature brand is that I'm littering everything with emojis. <laughs> That's a good word because you get like the little sprinkles for pee, you get a poop emoji for poop, you get sunshine for a nice walk, like you get it all. It's awesome. Yeah, I like I like connecting those things. It's fun. That's yeah. awesome though. That's um, I mean clearly that is something that will set you apart for sure. And I hope so. I, I it sounds like I'm like I want to experience that. My dogs don't really. Our dogs don't walk. They're like. Five pound Pekingese. Yeah, well, and they would probably get out in the snow and be like, okay, so this 10 minutes was nice. Uh, yeah. You carry me now? Yeah. Like, <laughs> not even 10 minutes. More like, especially Mishka, it's like just a yeah, few. Yeah, she just likes to stand. Yeah. Oh. And sniff everything and not walk. This was a nice sniff. Can we go back inside, yeah. Dad? <laughs> but no, that's, that's, um, is that like, does that come naturally to you? Is that just, or or did you learn that sort of customer um, experience kind of stuff somewhere? Or? Yeah, I would say like I've worked in a million different industries before this too. So like Starbucks was probably my first one. It was my longest one for 10 years. Hmm. And I would say like I very much will attribute a lot of my customer service based skills from them hmm. um, because yeah, they teach you that exactly what the customer wants is exactly what the customer gets in that type of way obviously it's starbucks you've seen the side of their cups they have so many different ways to like modify things right yeah and i think that that environment really cultivated very much a customer service person in me from a very young age it was one of my first jobs and yeah i carried that definitely throughout everything else since it's been i don't know it's been a good experience in that way i think um but yeah, dogs are also like easy to talk to and like easy to deal with most of the time. So it sounds silly, but I talk to the dogs the same way I talk to the people. <laughs> and I think that's definitely also what sets me apart is that I bring that like customer service thing all the way down to the dog level because I don't yeah. know, I think that they appreciate it. And they do. And uh, that's what owners do, right? Yeah. <laughs> they want that experience. Yeah, and then now when some of the dogs hear my voice, it's awesome because they, like, freak out. It's insane. Out. I can't even play her, like, Instagram stories in front of my dog without, like, a scene being caused. Like, she will, like, scream and yeah. chase her tail in circles and then go wait at the door because wow. she thinks Becca's coming. Yeah. I can't even say I the word it. Becca. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just trigger words for many of my dogs now, and yeah. most of them include, like, walkies, treats, Becca, Harold yeah. Town, like, uh, like, they just go... Like berserk for it. I love it. Yeah, it's like it's a lovely thing. So if you want your dog to have a great experience and uh, also become slightly codependent on your dog walker, <laughs> yes, that does happen. Actually, I've learned now. Yeah. So yeah. we were on a walk one time. So I go for walks with yeah. Becca often as well, and there were it was uh, myself and my dog, and then our friend Hillary and her dog, and Shelby was there yeah. with Burton and Tekken. I don't. I think you were walking them, but yeah. Um, 
you walked away because we had this awesome dog named Rudy who just doesn't move. He just <laughs> sometimes he just goes rocks. and collects rocks. He's a he's an amazing Bernie's Mountain Dog, but he'll go and just like collect he rocks. He just doesn't want to walk. Like, and that's and that's job. fine. That's what he wants to do sometimes. But <laughs> the other dogs like to run. But yeah. we so we she went to go get him because he just wasn't following us, and then. The rest of us who already had our own personal dogs with us, they just chased her. <laughs> like, we could oh, not, no. we couldn't, and we were calling, like, Mela, come back! And nothing. Just like, wherever I just, go, they're Becca always... Becca pack leader. Yeah. And so she had a team of, like, eight dogs behind her dealing with Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. And I would say, like, speaking of about experiences, like, my animal skill set came from, like, Trent and Guelph, I would say. In that sense, so like my customer service, I would definitely attribute to my previous jobs. But dog wise, the reason why I know kind of what's going on is because I like I have the education to back it up. My Trent career basically was evolutionary biology, okay, um, cool. and I did a lot of vertebrate zoology. I really, really focused on like heavier, larger animals and that kind of breakdown. And then when I went to Guelph and did my horse industry technician, um, I was really hoping to go into more larger animal veterinary. And I did. I worked at a couple of different veterinary clinics after that. Um, but that aspect of animal work is very much surrounded by illness and death in most cases. So it's like not the mm-hmm. not the greatest way to experience animals where I feel like this, I'm out there, I'm with them, I'm living their best life. I get to see them in their prime. I get to see them like running around the snow and enjoying finding new sniffs and like, I guess I call it checking their mail. Cause we always go on the same trail, you know? And I don't know. I feel like the educational background really has helped me also set myself apart from many other dog walking services. Cause they're cool. out there. They're easy to put together. It's yeah. not hard to walk a dog, but to know all the cues and first aid stuff, I think there's mm-hmm. a lot behind that. That's very cool. Yeah. 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 So how do you, like, I've been on some of your walks uh, because we are friends. Yes. But how do you, like, it's a little stressful on my end because there's, like, Most sometimes upwards to, like, eight <laughs> wild dogs, like, sprinting around. Like, how do you handle I typically that? don't bring that many on unless I know I have another human with coming with me, right? Mm-hmm. So when I'm usually by myself and there's four of us, like, four dogs and myself, I don't find they're that chaotic with me. I find when I bring another person, I add some extra dogs, it can like feel really scary. Sometimes when the dogs wander off, if we're doing an off leash, that can be a little bit tricky, but I usually really try to bring most dogs that have recall on an off leash walk. Um, But I guess handling that is just, I respect the fact that the dogs are going to respect me. It sounds really cheesy, but I think that's what I put most of my faith into on those walks is that Mm. you came in this car. You have to get back in this car in order to go home with me. Mm. Otherwise you don't get to see mom and dad. Like, and they all want to see mom and dad. Whenever I said, like say any of their owner's names, like if I say Mila Mm. and she's not near you or Telsey and she's not near you, she's like, where, but where is Telsey? (laughs) You know, like they all, I think have an affinity to their home and their parents. Mm. And they, I think they understand at least, in my experience, they understand I'm not their parent. Mm. I'm not the person that feeds them and does that those mm-hmm. things for the most part. Um, but yeah, I think they always want to go out, and come back. So I think like, there's a bit of a controlled chaos. Yeah. In the sense that like I know we're going back, and I set that emotion hopefully by kind of having that attitude mm. when we're out on the walk. I'm like, hey, be as wild as you need to be, but no, we're going mm-hmm. home, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm. 
it's more sensical, I guess, more than interesting. Yeah, it's just it's. I think as someone who doesn't walk multiple dogs, like it's to me, I'm just like always counting and always making sure that like everyone's around. And so when mm-hmm. you're you're just walking and like talking and enjoying your time, mm-hmm. I'm like, how is this just like people so, have told me on Instagram too? So, they're like, so I'm much. stressed when I see you release the dogs and say, let's go. Like I see these five dogs fly, and you're just like, okay, this is a nice day. <laughs> Yeah, it is, but I I also like I check as many car how many cars are in the parking lot or right. if if we're not in an off leash area, you know, like how many people have other dogs? Can we do off leash today? Should I be having attachments? So like I try and bring things also to make myself feel calm mm-hmm. if there is some sort of situation. Yeah, yeah. Is there also like a when I guess you've probably seen as the dogs are always together a lot of them probably go on the same walks together does there become like a pack mentality where they stick together more and so you don't have to worry as much that they're they're gonna just go disappear yeah actually we have like kind of a perfect pack um mila stella luna burton tekken um calling out all those dogs yes um but (laughs) listen to this podcast (laughs) chelsea de ross do shall we how you guys doing um chelsea (laughs) um but yeah uh that five pack has met each other and walked each other so many times i can take one of the dogs tekken who doesn't do um off leash typically mm-hmm. i can actually let him go off leash with those dogs oh. and he will stick around stay and come back mm-hmm. typically um so they've <laughs> almost started to develop like a really cool pack mentality bond yeah and mm-hmm. because they're seeing each other usually like monday wednesday friday for that particular group um yeah and then aria is really great too if i have aria and atlas on any walks um yeah. tia's dogs mm-hmm. they they also kind of help keep those Oh, yeah. Those wanderers and a little bit. Yeah. It's very cool. So let's talk, like, you've had some not-so-fun walks. How do you handle these things? Oh, yes. Like, you're dealing with animals. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like, there's potential for chaos. Oh, yeah. So how do you, like, I mean, walk me through it, because you've got, you do meet and greets, you assess kind of personality of dogs, and then you put them together, and, like, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. And there's definitely been harder days where, like, um, I've been physically attacked by a dog and dogs have had fights, um, when, you know, personalities didn't exactly appear the way that they did upon meeting and greeting them. Um, but in those instances, it's just like, I've melted down for sure before, but in a way that hopefully, you know, didn't reflect upon the dog. Like I try not to bring my anxiety to the dog. It might happen, but for the most part, I usually have a little first aid kit on me somewhere, some sort of pliers, tweezers, stuff. Because um, porcupines are a huge risk mm-hmm. right now. They have been for the last, like, three months. And so I'm constantly pulling out quills and things like that. So it's just, I think, also being prepared that those things could happen. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the risk of dogs and working with animals is that there could be bites. Certain dogs might not like each other that might have liked each other once. That's okay. People change the so do dogs, right? Mm-hmm. Um and then, yeah, just being prepared for a couple of things. I think I just try and, like, work myself through it mentally and, like, talk myself through it. Mm-hmm. And then if I have another person, obviously, mm-hmm. it's great to have them as, like, a go-to if there's, like, some sort of fight. Like, hey, you know, can you take these guys and go this way? Or, you know, do you have anything in your car, gauze-wise, if we have, like, you know, a bite or something? Mm-hmm. Like, I like to kind of call upon other people if I can. 
Um, if I'm solo, however, like I just try to have as much on me to be prepared to kind Mm -hmm. of defeat those things. So I feel like if you're mentally prepared to go into something, it's not as intense as if you sprung upon you. Mm -hmm. I think if you just kind of like not expect the worst, but just be prepared, cautiously prepared Mm -hmm. that you might run into a porcupine today. A dog might bite another dog or what have you. Mm -hmm. If you kind of go in knowing like these are the risks I think you can kind of check yourself before it gets to the point where you're really having a meltdown or something like right. that. But they happen too because humans are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when they happen, and if you're feeling like you need to meditate, you should probably come to a flow spot. Whoa, there we go. <laughs> and think about your thoughts yeah. for a slurred oh, no. time in various places. <laughs> totally. Um, so, as you mentioned, you came from Toronto with uh, yeah. with walking dogs and everything. How did you land in Peterborough? Ooh, I've been in and out of Peterborough now for so long. I started here in like 2007 when I went to Trent. Okay, right. Um, and then I've been, I just keep moving back. I'm not really entirely sure what it is, but I just like, it feels like home here for me, even though I'm not from here. This mm. is, this is home. Yeah. Peterborough has always felt that way. And I don't know if it's just like the community, the core, Mm-hmm. the closeness to nature like it's nice that we have like suburbs and city like right here but then like just outside not even 10 minutes yeah, yeah. you have wilderness um so yeah so i think i just i like peterborough a lot i like the people i like the now but like budding community that's happening for entrepreneurs too for sure mm-hmm. it's yeah. really cool yeah and yeah. it's all younger people that are like really taking charge um yeah, of what cool. they want to do and i like i like that Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So when did when did Pause Peterborough get started? April of last year of 2019, thrust it into existence, and oh gosh, that was scary. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, so do I have clients now? How do I get clients? What do I? How do you? Yeah. People don't know who I am. Like I, I started it, and I was like, oh yeah, people are gonna want their dogs walked, obviously. <laughs> Duh. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think about it being like a fairly new industry for Peterborough. Like there oh, is okay. other dog walking companies for yep. sure. And they're great. Um, and they operate on like kind of a maximum basis. So once they get to 25 clients, they kind of cap themselves where I, I want, I want all the dogs. <laughs> I, want, I would like all of the dogs. So I'm really hoping to like expand upon that and be more than just like, okay, yeah, I walk 25 dogs and I'm done. Like I want to be a full range of like pet care services. I want to ha- eventually build a team of people that like also mm-hmm. like to walk dogs and that kind of stuff. That's cool. Yeah. So how does, um, Obviously, there's a lot of the the stuff that comes very naturally with the dog walking. How how is the experience of the other side of of like the businessy stuff? Ooh, that I'm still <laughs> learning. I yeah. would say I think that that's um, something that I kind of picked up on a little bit working throughout my previous careers. Sure, um, but that's definitely not the easiest thing. It's not. I'm not a business centric person. I'm a people person. I'm an animal person. So like the business administrative organizational stuff. Hi, not my biggest strong suit, but I'm learning. And I like the challenge that that presents. I like Mm -hmm. learning new things. And I like that this is an area that I'm not extremely comfortable in. So like, I like getting comfortable in the uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. That's a fun challenge. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, my brain just left me. <laughs> Bye, brain. See you later. See you later. Yeah, have a great time over everyone. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I've got another question okay, with that shoot. because um, it seems like a topic that you get quite um, passionate about is um, is like the supporting of local business. Oh, I and, love that. And maybe talking about the dichotomy of of like, what's a true local business versus an MLM? I love this question. Oh, RJ, heartstrings. Thank you. Yes. Oh, yes. Build this up. I love this question. Um, yeah. So I, just just as context for anybody not familiar, MLM is multi level marketing company. Yes. Um, and so we'll we'll probably get into some examples. So. Oh yes, I've ahead. been a part of a few actually. I think oh, okay. that's why I have such a strong, passionate. Um, pursuit to actually support real local businesses where I know you're the owner of this business and you've put it together with your own two hands because now that I've done it also, I see how hard it can be and how many challenges you can get presented with. And with those kind of mail-in multi-level marketing companies where they send you your like box, your starting box with all your you know, stuff in it that you may or may not have had to purchase for $500, $1,000, $1,500 to get all that product to start your parties and stuff. That's not how businesses start. They're not just like handed to you to just go ahead and try and flourish and go be your own CEO, even though I own all of the rights to this product and I'm going to take 100% take of the proceeds of and give you a small cut. That's not how a business starts. And I think that's where my like fiery, angsty passion comes in because... I know they can work for some people. I know that there's like Arvon Young Living, like all of those, mm-hmm. you know, big, and they do, they, they can be, you know, really lucrative for some people, but I don't love that the people that they focus on, the people they target are the stay at home moms. They are the vulnerable mm-hmm. people who, yes, they do need a little bit of extra income, but like you're probably a creative genius or, you know, what have you probably have some sort of strong suit, start something mm-hmm. local and contribute to your community actively. I think I also like, that aspect when a small business is actively trying to build up the community and yeah. like make people in it better or make people's lives better. And I feel like a lot of that stuff is just consumer product. Mm-hmm. You're just selling consumables to people. And yes, we all have to purchase consumables, but I don't feel like that's environmentally friendly for everybody to get airdropped yeah. their specific package every week, all the time. Uh-huh. And yeah. like all of this is going against the nature of where we should be going. Not, back towards like bartering and trading in the local business kind of service way. Yeah. It's interesting like the the motive of of a an entrepreneur, like you're you are trying to fulfill a need in your community, mm-hmm. right? Like and that's like you're trying to help people relax so that they can live a better life. Like yeah. I'm helping people move their bodies so that they can live a better life. You're helping people walk their dogs save more time in their life. Yeah. Um and it's interesting like the motive of an MLM is more about like, it's not necessarily fulfilling a need. It's just, like, giving people something to sell. Yeah. Because um, I don't, I don't sure. really need Arvon products or mm-hmm. Avon products or Pampered Chef. Like, I don't need them. No. Um, but the person, the need they're fulfilling is that person who's selling needs income. Yeah. So it's just, it's an interesting, like, the drive is a little bit more salesy, a little bit more money-based yeah. than it is about, you know, community care and that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's how I, 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 I've separated them as well. That's a good point. It's how do you fit and help the community or how do you just like give people like a small 
amount of income to be able to spend into the community. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's like a teach a man a fish kind of thing, right? Like it's that whole old saying. And I just, I don't know. I just don't feel like the intentions behind an MLM company are to really build up. I think it's really just to get out mass product and have that, mm-hmm. that look. Oh, I know three friends. So like my three friends can also sell Argon and then I'll be above them. And then, yeah. you know, and then I'll get their earnings. And it's like, well, if you look at how that works, that is a pyramid scheme, <laughs> which, is, which are illegal. They've just worked their ways around doing business illegally. Mm. And I'm like, that's pyramid also... Pyramid schemes illegal? Yeah, pyramid schemes are illegal. What's, what, say more about that. Um, they, yeah, the laws against them in both the U.S. and Canada are that they're not legally businesses. They're not legally allowed. So what MLMs have done is they call them, rebranded themselves as network marketing, especially now in the social media age. And so the way they go about it is that you don't need technically to have three people under you to make money if you yourself are selling all of the product. Right. So they've like kind of eliminated the, the whole like, oh, you don't need other friends, but if you have... It would work. Three friends. You get the role. So they've kind of like made it almost like a gray area. Interesting. And which to me, any business that has to go about, you know, being successful by avoiding a bunch of clearly in place laws to exist. I'm like, you probably shouldn't, probably shouldn't work for them. Probably not a good business. We talk about that a fair bit here. Just like (laughs) the idea that what, what's the energy behind your drive? Like, yeah. a little bit gray or dark or is it is it light energy like are you actually attracting people out of like love and joy and the fact that you're what you are actually offering to people is something that you're passionate about right it's yeah yeah uh, or is it avoiding things and running through the maze hoping that you know you'll pick up some bags of money on the way yeah and that's I, I think like that's the other aspect is that they're very targeted around in income that's a really big thing. That's money is their about. money is their center. Yeah. And I think when money is your center for any business, like that's the only thing that you're really unless you're a bank mm-hmm. and that's your, you know, language. Um, it's probably not a great motive. I know that we all need money to live, but Part like of the system, but but like that your motive should be to make the community better through wellness mm-hmm. and through like mindful meditations or like through, you know, movement and working on yourself or through giving yourself more time during your day to spend with, mm-hmm. you know, your family or doing the things you need to do. I don't feel like money should be the, the center of your like business drive. Mm-hmm. It just, yeah, we talk about that a lot too. Oh, hold on our camera. <laughs> Hi camera. It's got a 30 minute uh, capacity. Uh, I can figure out a solution for that, but oh, I'll yeah. just cost a little bit. So no. Um, yeah, okay. ready to Maybe you can DIY it like you like. Maybe. Yeah, that's I, I really think, cool. No, think, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so really impressed that you did that. I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> do you need like a, a remote turn on or something? Well, I could actually do that. Um, that's cool. actually a good idea. I could just set up my phone just as like, like the remote to Oh, like, is reset. it like a Bluetooth one or whatever? Yeah, um, or wireless or whatever? Yeah, there's, there's like Wi-Fi with the camera so you can yeah. actually yeah. like control it. So I could. I'm going to try that next time. You're good with all this, like, techie photo stuff, too, eh? You have a lot of yeah. side ambition. And you can, like, push cars straight out of ditches, yeah, I hear. And you can just, yeah, like... funny. So... <laughs> RJ's a magical human. I think you have a few things and a few skills. That's yeah. And more time in the day than most people, I do believe. Based on... Like, we were talking about that yesterday, where I was just, like... I was looking at my schedule being, like, I don't get how people work 40 hours a week. Because this week, like... I, I guess because my days are so spread out and like my field of work, you can't really quantify it on or qualify it, sorry, on hours because yeah. that's 
there's so much background work behind it, but I'm like, I only have 37 working hours and then like a million prep hours, but I don't count that. And I just like, I work 80 hours a week and I still have so much time to do stuff. <laughs> like, I build lights and like know how to do like operate camera setups and like have all sorts of cool tech things yeah. and I can lift everyone. So, so yeah, I, mean, too, I can just pick everything up. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Maybe his mental health and physical health are strong Equally enough strong. and connected enough. They're like, I can pick stuff up so I can mentally pick everything up. It's true. Like... Kind of how it originated. That's what it is. Yeah? Yep. Yeah? yeah is sure. that where, like, it came from? Like... Yeah. Yeah? I, I cool. would say so. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> it's, it started with with the uh, the building of the physical strength. Um, and then I realized that basically, like, well, all skills, as you said, like, the, the drive to learn new things. Like, once you figure out that whole, like, growth mindset yeah. and that everything's a learning opportunity... It's just like the more that you learn, the more it kind of like weaves together into this yeah. crazy network that everything starts to make more sense. So, yeah. Yeah. I think you also just, let's have a little worship, RJ. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you also like, don't discredit your brain capacity because like, yeah. the, the amount of information you take in on a daily is like, I know that that's a practice muscle thing too, but I think that your memory is exquisite. Like you can remember that we talk all the time about like, we've listened to the same podcast and I'm like with that guy and he'll say first and last name. Like, and I'm like, yeah, was that the good. name? Like, oh yeah, very yeah. good recall. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, I don't know. I, I, I still think some of that is like very learnable though. It, it is, absolutely. As, and, like yeah. it's a muscle you practice. And, and you yeah, I guess priority. there is a practice. But yeah. the, the name thing, actually, I have to give a lot of credit to Josh for that yeah, because he's so passionate me, right? about the... But like the the name thing, and you know, it's from his, his sort of overarching um, business go to book is how to win friends and influence yeah. people by Dale Carnegie. Carnegie. Yeah. See and uh, names and titles, <laughs> names, names, titles, and, and content. And you know, so it's it is. I don't know, but it's funny that like it that doesn't really relate to the books and stuff, but it just. I guess it's just how the, yeah, how I yeah, schematize how where things come from. Or it's whatever, great, though. It's very handy. It is. Yeah. If you ever need book suggestions, I'm just like, RJ, I need a book like this topic yeah. for this person with this interest. What do you got? Yeah. <laughs> got something. Yeah. I like that, though. I like having kind of something to recommend to people also. For sure. Like, yeah. If they have a follow-up Yeah, that is a good go-to as well. I love yeah. that. Uh, but, okay. I have a question for you. Sorry. Oh, did yes. you have things? No, I was just thinking. I was like, actually, I was just trying to remember. I... Never forget a dog name. Yeah. Also, you don't forget dog names I don't names forget either. dog names at all. Um, when we meet random dogs, like I'll remember, oh, that's Hunter or that's I'll meet so-and-so. One dog or, once and and, and I think that that is definitely a practiced skill, 100%. Like I was always taught if you remember someone's name or mm-hmm. what have you, like that shows huge interest in them. And like yeah. it already creates like it's a direct yeah. connection. But like I think it works with animals too in that sense. It's like, oh, okay, I know this animal's name. Continue to call by that, obviously. Um, and then they are like, Oh, you know, you know who I am. Why do you know? Why do you know my name? And then they get they get excited, right? They do. Yeah. The uh, the animal thing. Hopefully, or your question. It's related hang, to animals. Hang on. I, I, <laughs> I'll hold it. This one's a good one. I, I'm thinking it's really interesting. Um, I wonder if it has to do. You know, there's always uh, with with animals. It's like sort of this this purity of love, right? There's yeah. there's never yeah. the um, there's never like the um, the split in your sort of feelings yeah, towards not them. Dramatic and, and I wonder if that relates to it at all, or I guess particularly for animal lovers. I'm sure there's people that see like, oh, there's dog, 
right? Yeah. Whatever there or that little. <laughs> Why would you thing. have that creature in here? Yeah. You know? And yeah. they obviously. The, I don't have pe- those people in my life anymore. <laughs> I don't really either, yeah. but I know I know but of it that. Does but if, exist. if you approach animals or people in that way. Yeah you're not going to remember their names because yeah. like you haven't built up like this connection. True. Yeah. Whereas if you really like animals or if you really you're like dogs, right? you're like, there's something a little more special that like it, it sticks yeah. to your heart and then you remember their name. Cause true. you know, it's, it's really interesting though. I actually freak people out sometimes. Like I'll meet, but, I'll yeah. see them on at Harold town <laughs> and like, they don't remember me. I've met their dog once. Yeah. I've met, I haven't even met them, yeah. but I'll be like, Oh, that's summer. It's nice to see you. And they're yeah. like, do we know you? <laughs> How do we know like, you? Oh, our dogs <laughs> played together once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one time. You yeah. ran you run up to me on the trail one time. I got introduced to your dog. Yeah, I really liked now your I dog. I know them forever. Your dog was nice, yes. And I recognized their facial features. Yeah. No, it's interesting. It's like the same, the same thing, I guess, because people are like often zoning out when they go on their walks. It, totally. You know, and they're, so they they're in a whole different world. Maybe they are reluctantly walking their dog because yeah. it's a rough day or something and um, not being present. So they totally forget you. Yeah. Um, but the other, the opposite side of the coin is not true. I was going to say, my walks are very conscious and as are yours because you have oh. to do your job, right? But I, speaking about that though, like I love using walks for bad days. People are like, oh, how do you do it on like the coldest, coldest, coldest day? Like the day where you're like, it's disrespectful outside. Uh, <laughs> that is rude that your man is 24 and snowing, you know? I think it's just like once you get outside and you see how happy the dogs are. Oh, it takes it all. It takes everything that we think is like painstakingly like, you know, first world problems. Like I have to brush the snow off my car, whatever. It makes it just like go away. And yeah. I think that like holds a lot of merit. Like that's why nature for me holds a lot of merit and like being out there holds so much weight for me because mm-hmm. when you get out there and you see actually how the natural world interacts with each other and like dogs interact with that world. It just makes it magical. It literally every day I feel like my job is like a snow white magical wonderland. <laughs> Even when I'm like upset and angry or there's other things going on in my own life. It's just like the dogs and seeing them outside and seeing like it's natural things. It's that. just like, <laughs> oh. There's so much just, joy. So it softens my little, my, my little angry heart sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of fun when your job is your own medicine. Too. Yeah. It's really great. I think that's like what people need to be doing though. Find your passion and like yeah. dive into it. Don't like, I'm just going to pick away. No, dive into it because I wish I did this sooner. Yeah. Like I wish I started this mm-hmm. like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? I think it's just, this is my calling. This is where I want to yeah. be. And I like that. But also looking at it the other way, you know, uh, those 10 years were still yeah, opportunities okay. to learn and acquire new skills so that so you now, you know, you, you hit the ground really running. And yeah. so. Yeah. Maybe 10 years ago you were just a little slim. Maybe I was just doing a little ready to paint dive chip peel yeah. off the, what's in here? Yeah. <laughs> I often, I often feel the same way about um, mm. getting started, you know, when I did. But those, like, basically 10 years of, of reading different books and, and, a, and learning things sort of yeah. built up whatever the, the stuff in my brain so that I was kind of ready to get going, too. Yeah, it's um, prepared, I was going to say, because there's a lot of anxiety around starting a business. Like, oh, for yeah. sure. There's a lot of fear, but if you have that, you know, you can kind of trust fall into your own knowledge or mm-hmm. your own community. Yeah. It helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think you're right, actually. Like, realistically, I wouldn't have had all the skill sets or probably 
the calmness through the chaos to deal with some of those like mm-hmm. anxiety days where like the dogs are wildly being, you know, really attacking those spiky cats, aka porcupines. And like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I think you're right. Like maybe I did have to go to Guelph and learn a couple like different like first aid things first or I have to mm-hmm. read a certain book about, mm-hmm. you know, animal behavior in order to kind of understand those things. So yeah, I guess yeah. this is the time is now, universe. There Thank you. Go. Thank you for this abundance of wonderful. Yeah. Okay. I want to ask about like lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. Yes. They're coming. You have experience with wild animals. Yes, I do. And you have said yes to having them in your home now. Yes. So talk about first of that and then how do you mentally deal with that? (laughs) Yes. So I'm actually going to be partnering with a zoo coming up. Um, and I'm going to be bottle raising their cubs. Um, Bears, lions. Uh, yes. So lions, wolf cubs, and tiger cubs in the new season, in the spring season. Um, and it's going to be, it's definitely going to be some work because I also have animals of my own. I have kitties and um, I'm adding another kitty uh, shortly. Um, and so it's going to be, it's going to be a challenge, but. I think that realistically I'm looking forward to it because it's going to be a little bit different, but what has to happen in zoo rescue animals is they have to be handled by people mm. um, because they generally are not going back to the wild, especially as a rescued animal. Um, they usually no longer can survive off of natural instincts. Right. So having them in someone's home, bottle raising them is like a huge feature of like how they'll Grow up in a, a, a close habitat, really, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I'm partnering with them, and I'm excited and a little nervous. I've done it before, but um, I'm excited to have, like, a lion cub in my house. Not everyone can say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And they do – their claws are intense, and they yeah. do have definite killing abilities, uh, but not yet. So, yeah. like, when they get to a certain age, they no longer go – outsourcing to people's homes but you have to have certain certificates and certain things that you do to be able to handle wildlife like what does a day look like like what do you you get up um typically those days i won't be able to obviously walking dogs um it's probably going to be on the weekends as a pretty dedicated to that yeah it's a 24-hour watch it's like a newborn oh i see it's like a newborn for sure you're you're feeding every two hours um, you are, you know, watching constantly, you're watching play. Yeah. I can't leave my house, obviously. No. Um, and then you no, return you a wild animal. Yeah, you return the animal. It's huh. a it's a twenty four hour stay. And do they use the bathroom outside? Yeah, they do. <gasps> oh my gosh. And their poops are like dog poops. You pick them up in bags? Yeah. You have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like they're not the they're not the nice dog poops either. No, so like, I believe it's, that. It's, I'm excited baby. that, that uh, hopefully there'll be a little bit of snow left on the ground, so it's like a little easier to pick yeah. up. But what yeah. a time! Yeah. So you've done it before. Yes. Like I would, I would be scared shitless. There's a tiger in my house. Yeah. Like how do you, how do you get? Why are you so brave? Like what? <laughs> I, I, I think it's because I, I, and I, I've always seen this even when I was a little kid. To me, all beings are beings. Like. I think that's why I was vegetarian from a really young age. I had really mm-hmm. struggled with the idea that I would eat my friends. Like, I was like, I don't, I don't like, mm-hmm. I don't want to eat my friends. Like, we're the same. We have the same value. So right. I think because I feel like 
a tiger is just a wild dog version of dog. Right. That in my brain, I don't equate it to like some sort of strange exotic thing that shouldn't live in my house. Right. I'm just like, oh, another guest here. Perfect. Hi, <laughs> wild guest that could probably kill everything. But like, I don't know. I think it's just the mentality that I'm looking at it with in the sense that it's just another four-legged animal. The scariness of it is definitely built up in the adults version of this animal also i don't know that i would have a i don't know that i can go like mike tyson and have like a straight up tiger just like living (laughs) in my house although that would be cool i would love that i'd be like yes i am the tiger woman like (laughs) but i would use that to my full advantage maybe we can take your tiger to harold town together but that's just it i think yeah i think i removed kind of the exotic idea from my brain Mm-hmm. to kind of manage the situation just like okay this is an animal these are yeah. the needs you know it needs water it needs food it needs to go poop pee whatever and it has to sleep and it likely has to play so if i can manage those things yeah the same way you play with a cat no way the same way you play with frank yeah frank's my cat yeah yeah, yeah cat <laughs> um, <laughs> same way frank would play with you that's exactly they mimic all of those things so like little balls of paper Right. Little strings, laser pointers, oh, like come on. wildly so. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, wow. Maybe, maybe after you know raising the the small ones, you'll want to. I was gonna. Get she's gonna adopt like, one for yeah. sure. She's like, this I is my bear cat. Because people people have them like at full it, of grown, and works, you know, you see sure. the person that's hugging their their tiger. And yeah, it's like, who was that guy that? There was still, oh my god! Do you gosh. remember that? Yeah, the, the yeah. guy. I forget his name, but and the Whitney Houston clip. Like oh, the I one where know. the tiger ran at him. That yeah. One? yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, yes. Because they had been reunited after, like, right. Like, almost makes me cry. Yeah, this is the other <laughs> thing too. Animals have a wickedly cool memory. That all insane, animals. Right? Yeah. Like people are like, oh, it's just elephants. No, 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 no. They all do. Like, yeah. You, and and I believe every single time I see those videos, I'm just like, ah, ah, he remembered in my brain. But I'm also like, of course he did. Of course. Like, that was a huge, probably, part of his life that he was with that. Well, and they're so smell-based, right? And, yeah. like, yeah. smell is such a strong memory. That's why every dog is always, like, trying to sniff your crotch or your butt yeah. all the time. Like, your family? Or are you? You're, I've right. met you before. I know yeah. you. I know you. I know you. I know you. I'm really happy we don't sniff crotches to introduce <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Unless you're Ace Ventura. Unless, uh, yeah. You're going to start doing that. <laughs> yes, hello? <laughs> yes, hello? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um... Okay. Well, that's crazy. Um, Can you, I hope this is not too invasive for you, but can you talk about, like, I know that you struggle with some pretty wild mental health issues. Yeah. Issues, the wrong word, but you know what I mean. Yeah. That's the word they say. But like, how do you, because sometimes I can collide with business. Like how, I just want you to kind of give a little pep talk to all the brothers and sisters out there that feel like they can't manage business because, you know, they've got some stuff going on. Oh yeah. Like what's your story there? Even on the hard days, it's mine. And I think that's also kind of echoing back to why I don't love the whole MLM thing. It's not theirs. They mm-hmm. didn't build it from the ground up. You don't have... If you lose that, it's fine. It's some corporate whatever. This is mine. And so, like, if I let... If on those really hard days where I'm finding I can't get out of bed and I'm really struggling to move forward, I feel like if I let the dogs not out who's going to let the dogs out yeah who let the dogs out 
me, 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 right? And so, like, I think I try and put, I do put, like, something over my mental health to get me out. Mm. That's my leverage. I don't know that that would work for everybody, but for Mm. me, it pushes me out of my space. Because otherwise, if you're just sitting there in bed and you're just like... I can't do this. Like, I can't do any of this. Everything Mm -hmm. is so overwhelming. And I've been there and I've gotten in those spaces before. But if I just remind myself that there's something outside of my brain Mm -hmm. that needs me, I'm able to pull myself out that day. But I don't know that that's like something that would work for everybody. Right. I just think that you kind of have to find your own tools that work for you in your own mental health. Mm -hmm. It's not just going to go away by having a nap. Um, that's not something that happens and you have to be serious about it. So on those days also, when I know I'm really struggling, mm-hmm. I take things a little slower. Right. So like I'll move a little slower in my walks. I'll be a little bit more cognizant of like what's happening in my body that day. Mm-hmm. Am I having a lot of panic? Is it in my chest? Am I like okay mentally to be working? Because there's also like mm-hmm. a point in time where you have to stop yourself and say like I'm not I'm so overworked yeah and I need to take a rest day and so I've learned that through business business has actually taught me that that rest days matter mm. and mm. it wasn't until I got into business that I ever stopped you know and so yeah so I think realistically that's kind of how I deal with it I try and look outside myself to get myself out mm-hmm. um and if I'm struggling to do that I'll write it down like I'll write down grateful things great like I'll just try and just be grateful I'll, mm-hmm. even if it's like the silliest thing I'm like I'm happy I have a toothpick to clean my teeth this yeah. morning after my bagel I'm happy yeah. I had a bagel you yeah. know like whatever it might be to like get myself out of that little funk yeah I really try to like push towards that but but kids it's not always easy mm-hmm. also like it's not always that clean it doesn't always look like that sometimes yeah. it looks much messier it's me weeping getting myself out of bed you know right. Um, but I think we have to talk about it too in business, mm-hmm. mental health in business. There needs to be more of yeah. that because it is something that entrepreneurs deal with all the time. Mm-hmm. And especially like on top you, of the self day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know on mean? top of like, okay, I need my business to succeed. And I want like, yeah. you know, I also would like to make an income and like, yeah. I want to be successful. And if I don't get out of bed today, like I'm not making an income, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of hardships that probably have to go through your mind before you know you commit to being an entrepreneur I would say but uh yeah these mental health and business this is like definitely something that I wish there was more openness about in the community because there's just not which is unfortunate I love places like this because we talk about it yeah you know and like more entrepreneurs need to talk about their hard days because they happen oh gosh yeah oh my gosh yeah like if somebody doesn't show, or like, if I show up and a dog's not there or, like, and I'm having a bad day or, like, you know, somebody cancels on me last minute or something, like, those things can hit you, too, in mm-hmm. a different way, right? If, like, somebody doesn't show up for you, it's yeah. like, oh, well, cool. Like, I'm putting all of my hard work into this. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think at the end of the day, you just have to take yourself out of your own mental health, kind of look back at it. Almost take yourself out of your own body. Look at yourself. Remind yourself that you got yourself here. Yeah. And then to just kind of like push forward. What do you, well, like, what do you guys do? Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> I would say the same idea. Like when, when it's, we've talked about this before too, and it's like, no one else is going to do it for you. 
no one else is going to walk your dogs for you or train yeah. your clients or help people flow, right? And yeah. um, there's a fine line between, like, when that becomes bad for you to push yourself through. Like, you have to know your limits. And so we always talk about self-awareness yeah. and, and knowing your limits and knowing your capacities. But also, I mean, RJ's got all kinds of tips and tricks on just, like, boosting yourself and um, – you know, those gratitude lists are big and journaling are is big and, yep. um, that kind of stuff. And I would personally, I go to my community, like, yeah. like I'm struggling and he'll, yeah. he'll just like put me up on his pedestal, probably lifting me himself because he can <laughs> with one hand, maybe, I don't know, one finger. <laughs> pushing, your, pushing your car off the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like literally, literally, literally pushing my car off the middle of the road when it's not working. But, so like for me, I usually reach out because I really, I do get stuck in my own head. I'm a huge overthinker. And so I can, it's really hard for me to look outside of myself on my own. Um, so for me, it's community, which is hilarious to say as an introvert, but like, I'll talk to Jordan, I'll talk to you, I'll talk to RJ, like my, my people and, uh, kind of go from there and get support. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely ask people on a walk too if I'm really if I'm really like mm-hmm. struggling. I'll ask a friend that I know, typically yeah. like Tulsi, Shelby, any just anyone that I Hillary, anyone that I yeah generally would walk with or walk their dogs anyway. I'll ask them to come along with me um, for that day if I'm really feeling it because community is a huge part of mental health. If you have support in mm-hmm. that, oh my gosh, you're already like a thousand leagues above you know so many. It's people. just nice to feel it like yeah you've. You've got the support. You've got a yeah. place to belong. Even though your your business is your own and no one else is in it with you, you yeah. still have people with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. What do you do? What's your... Well, so something that I think... I, I'm curious to know that... that I mean, my my biggest go-to, for one, I, I, I think... I, I don't know. I've got a lot of resilience, so I cannot um, say that I I go through the exact same things and obviously that's something that I'm fortunate but I've been in and experienced it in many different ways for many years so I mean I definitely can empathize with it in that way but um I'm sometimes trapped in here for 16 hours a day and getting outside to me is just one of the most powerful things that I've discovered in the last year really in the last year um which is a unique feature of being a dog walker. And I'm curious to know, yeah. like once you're out there, do things start to feel different? Because yeah. it, I know I was just talking about it when I, on the video I did last week, but even if it's cold outside, yeah. mm-hmm. the, and I just finished reading Brainwash, which um, has this interesting chapter yeah. on forest bathing and on the power of nature yeah. for... All these things in our brain. Did you did <laughs> yeah. you read it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just actually finished it last week. I'm like, oh, pretty much. I just finished this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's a whole chapter on forest bathing and and on the the power of nature and just the the um, the smells from yes. from nature actually like can the fragrance can mm-hmm. actually pass into the blood brain barrier and alter your brain waves. And yeah. so there's a lot of power to being outside mm-hmm. and not being stuck inside or even plants. They're talking about plants. how plants make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Plants are huge. And I, I love the resurgence right now of like, yeah. I love plant yeah, goals in Peterborough. Heavy. I will send, I will send people there all day. They're amazing. But like 
plants. I love people are being plant parents. They're in everyone's homes right now. And I love bringing nature mm-hmm. inside, but you're a hundred percent right. Like forest bathing is like, it's a huge, the moment I get outside into like a nature area, mm-hmm. half of everything I felt that day drops. Mm-hmm. There's, they've proven there's like microbes in soil that like help yep. reduce depression and anxiety and different things. But not even just touching it, just being, just putting yourself out in like wilderness. It like instantly brings you from like, if you're at like a 10 panic for me, at least it brings me to like a five, mm-hmm. or like a four, just by standing mm-hmm. outside yeah. in like a wild place. And then once you get moving, then you've got movement involved totally. too. Movement. And then there's usually, especially if it's cooler, you have like some breath work. Sometimes you have to do to yeah. work through some of those changes and weather and stuff like there's so much out there that's like mm-hmm. good for you. And I just, I encourage people constantly I'm like, have you been outside today? Have you been outside? I used to hate winter. It wasn't until I started dog walking that I even owned a winter pair of boots right. or a coat. <laughs> I didn't know. Like, I mean, I would go from my work in Toronto because in Toronto, you can get everywhere underground. Yeah. yeah. So I would go from my house onto the subway. I'd go underground. I'd be in work all day. I would come back and I would return. And if it was winter, I would not step outside. Mm-hmm. That was, that was my commute. That was it. And I'm sure that's many people's commutes when they get up in their house they get into their car, still yeah. kind of indoors, and they go to their office, and then they return to their house, and they're not going outside at all. Yeah. And they're probably so disconnected from that outdoor space. Yeah. You know? And it's like, yeah. step into it for um, even, like, 15 minutes of your day and yeah. see how much that changes your mental yeah, health. Yeah, winter's yeah. kind of funny, isn't it? Because it's, yeah. like, it's like the cause and the cure of your problems. Like, yes. <laughs> you, yeah. Like you, you feel this seasonal depression, and a lot of people do, and then what will help it is actually going out into it. Yeah. Being yeah. a part of winter. Like, it's it's kind of ironic that way, but it really does yeah. help. But you think of, like, I always relate, because for me, my my struggle is anxiety. Like, I, I always relate that. Um, you look at a wild animal. Mm-hmm. Like, if they're feeling anxious, they run. They find space. They pant. Like, they go mm-hmm. far. Mm-hmm. And for us, we don't do that. We try to have a bath, which just makes you feel more trapped or you, you know, try all these self-care things, put on a face mask. Oh, your anxiety didn't go away. No, we are animals. Like you need to move. So that movement piece, like actually calms your brain. If you're anxious, the best thing you can do is go for a walk. Yeah. Like it actually has been studied to show that that area of your brain where anxiety manifests is also the same area that makes you move fight or flight moving. Like it's, um, so nature, it gives you that space. You're running away to the woods yeah. or wherever you choose to go. Yeah. Um, you're moving, you're breathing maybe heavier. That breath work, like you said, if the weather changes, it's really cold. You have to adjust your breath to make sure that you're not yeah. going to hyperventilate. Um, but it's amazing. Like, it's just, it makes sense. It's yeah. simple. Like, it's not this profound, crazy thing. It's just, no. it just works for us. Yeah. I think, too, like, there's something in reflectiveness at the end of the day and I think that that's also something that has to play into your next day because and that's where I personally think things like floats and meditation and stuff like that Mm -hmm. should come into play equally as much as nature should Mm -hmm. because you have to have reflection Mm -hmm. you have to have that time for yourself to actually look back and digest everything that happened in your day Mm -hmm. you don't have that I think you set yourself up to almost have like another anxiety filled day the next day. And I've noticed that personally in my own business journey, just like if I didn't sit down at the end of the day and just kind of go over, okay, what did we do today? How many dogs did I walk? You know, take stock of everything Mm -hmm. that happened or, you know, this bad thing happened today. How can we can prevent it tomorrow? What can I do to be prepared? You don't take stock of your, like your thoughts, your inventory of feelings. I feel like 
you're setting yourself up the next day for mm-hmm. for sure for failure. You don't know what That's, you've got. Right? Yeah, yeah, like I don't know. That's I just whole, I think like, our businesses equally contribute to a really well-rounded type of community. Yeah, we can help you out. You yeah, can. <laughs> you need something, we got you covered. Okay, guys. We just can't like, feed you. We don't offer yeah. that. <laughs> Some other business will do I'm that. Sure, there's t- <laughs> there's tons of food businesses downtown. They're like so locally started that I would highly recommend over the chains mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I'm actually gonna reset. Oh though. man, it's a chatty podcast. Oh, oh, oh. did you did you guess it's, anything yeah, else? No. <laughs> we don't have. Uh... <laughs> Mama coming in to let us know it's nine o'clock. I know. <laughs> it's just after. We're okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but no, the, I mean, the the final chapter in the 2020 vision course that yeah. I just launched in January is on reflection. Yeah. And, and especially, especially, well, for two reasons. Yeah. Whether it's for small business entrepreneurs or in anybody else's life, the reflection and and what you just tied into is really important in asking yourself, was I effective with my day? Yes. You know, it's a very stoic thing to do. And, and, um, like a lot of the stoic philosophers talk about being effective in your day, you know, like making the most out of the day, but asking yourself and getting into the routine, or if it's the end of the week going, looking back, was mm-hmm. this an effective week means were you moving the needle forward in your business or in your life, whatever goals you have, because if you if you don't take that time to reflect and ask that question, it doesn't take a lot, or it could be in the middle of a meditation. Maybe you're spending a few minutes, 10, 20 minutes at the end of the day meditating, uh, or even in the, in the morning, but you can still do a little bit at the end of the night and just ask yourself that question, like, was I effective in whatever I'm trying to accomplish mm-hmm. long-term or short-term? Um, makes a big difference. Because then it's, and it's, I guess part of the trick is some people may get down on themselves, right? If they're like, no, it wasn't a good day, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's okay. Like every day is not going to be perfect. Like every journey is not like a straight line up. It's it's like a roller coaster. So it's okay. It's much more fun, isn't it? (laughs) Would you rather just like climb the hill of the roller coaster? Or do you want that little job? Yeah. The the answer, I mean, we know psychologically the answer is no, we don't want that. We don't want it. Like that's what brings uh, interest and excitement and progress. And like appreciation. Oh, 100%. You appreciate the climb so much more when you've fallen. Yeah. You appreciate that there's forward momentum going on, right? When you've seen the Mm -hmm. bottom. And I think I really like the word you use. Have I been effective with my day? Have I been effective with my week? Effectiveness is so much nicer than the word productive. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. productive at its core means you had to produce a product. Right. And I don't, I don't love that because it, Mm -hmm. for me, ties back in with like consumers and the whole thing. I like being effective with my day. Mm -hmm. Even if it's like a slow day, I have one walk or something like that. I got up, I did my walk. I feel like I've done my job. And in those small victories, I think worshiping those has a lot more merit, a lot more weight when it comes to my mental health Mm -hmm. than saying, I only had one walk today. Yeah. You know, if you minimize your own achievements, obviously your mental health is going to take stock of that and your anxiety is going to be like, hey, you only did one thing today, remember? Yeah, and then your self-worth goes down. And then everything just spirals. So I think when you look at those kind of things using 
proper language for yourself yeah. is huge too, mm-hmm. right? Like, we, did we have the episode on language? Or we just talked about it. Sure. I mean, forget. Sometimes our conversations blend together with oh, the they podcast. Totally do. We never really know which ones we've covered. Yeah. Um, no, language is super important. Yeah. 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 This is where I struggle with like the whole hustle culture because yes. yeah, you do work hard. And it's mm-hmm. important to recognize that as an entrepreneur, like you work your butt off and you are invested in like you your business is your child and sometimes you're up all night dealing with messes. Yeah. But I think that if we set this precedent that you need to hustle or you're not yes. good enough, yes. you know, or like that's have just, to be busy. Yeah. It creates so much anxiety because then you're, you're stressed about, you know, if you're not busy, you're stressed about, I'm supposed to be doing something. What do I do? And then you feel this sense of purposelessness. That's a word, <laughs> but it's yeah. it, like, I get really frustrated yeah. with that. Yeah. It's a, uh, I mean, I think that's something that I, I resonates with, I struggle with too, right? It's like everybody's preaching the whole hustle thing. Just um, keep being busy. It, it, you know, as much as it, it <laughs> yeah. does resonate with me, I do feel like I've got a pretty good balance with like finding the, the time and everything. Yeah. Like you said, you've got to take your time for yourself. If you're, mm. if you're in your own business, like yeah. you've, it's just, it's a necessity. Yeah. Right. You and have to that's even yeah. in brainwash, like yeah. I know they're doctors, but it's a similar it is a similar kind of mentality, right? Like yeah. it's 36 hours on, 12 hours off. And uh, David developed mumps and chicken pox. He got his, so ill. And his son, <laughs> I mean, I forget exactly whatever, but Austin, you know, he discovered nature as a way to yeah. combat the, the, just that funk that you get in when you're in the hospital for 20, 36 hours straight. Oh gosh, and, and the last thing they want to do at the end of the day is get outside and move, but it's the best thing for you. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that there's a huge, I don't know. I find a lot of cures in the things we hate now, which is funny. Oh, big time. Really funny. Because when I was younger, I would push so hard against the, like the things that made me uncomfortable. And I'm like, okay, no, I'm going to get outside, even though I don't want to get outside right Mm -hmm. now. And it's just like, push past that, push past that monkey mind. Yeah. Yeah. And try and do something like natural today like a very natural thing that we would do without indoors and spaces like that's something that uh, (sighs) my last therapy session was kind of all about was just finding wisdom intention yes there that tension intention or intention in space tension wisdom (laughs) inside the tension in your body gotcha yeah Wisdom and tension. That'll be like my book or something. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, play on words. Um, But we were talking about like those, those things that you're trying to resist so much. Yeah. Like there's clearly something there. If you feel like you even need to put energy in either direction towards it. Right. Like there's something that you need to look into so that I don't want to go outside. Why? Why? Because you think it might take you out of your bad mood and then you can't have this misery loves company thing anymore. Like, is that what it is? Usually. Yeah. Or, you know, this helplessness of like, I don't have time to go to the gym. Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. RJ works 80 hours a week and works out like daily or whatever you do. Like, (laughs) I go for walks daily, but like, no, it's three, three times a week is the balance that I've figured out right now. Plus you, you do Pilates and you, that's true. like you're, you're moving a lot. Like there's no one, there's no excuses for that. So for me, it's finding out the, why is there tension in your body? Why are you resisting this thing? Sometimes the actual resistance is like, 
this is bad for me. Yeah. You know, like this is not for me. There can be things that aren't for you and that don't fit for sure. But if it's just like, yeah, that tension of I don't want to go outside because I'm very comfortable sitting on this couch and I'd rather mope. Like that tension is there telling you something about yourself. Yeah. You know? And I, I like to remind myself too, like, yeah, Beyonce has the same 24 hours in a day. She also has an entire team of people. You know what I mean? Like, she has, like, massage therapist. She has yeah. trainers. She has a nutritionist. She has probably a personal chef making her meals. Mm-hmm. So, like, her day is really you 24. You all that. Yeah. yeah. Almost, <laughs> so Her day is also, like. Chef. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, it's wonderful. Um, but her day is also, like, I break it down in that she has t- her own 24 hours, but then all of these people also have all of their own 24 hours. Yeah. So it's really, like, what you bring to yourself who you bring to yourself, what language you use in your own brain and how you surround your and frame your mental state that day. And then what you actually do. Uh I don't know. I feel like those things, if you can kind of like control those things in a way, or you can not control, I don't like that word, but if you can, what's a better word? Manage maybe. Manage. Yes. Manage maybe. Um, kind of those things. I feel like you're set for the day. Like, yeah. It's just about supporting yourself. I think at the end of the day, like what, where, where do you need help? Yeah. You know, and, and how do you support yourself? It's like hiring employees for yeah. the business, right? You just, at some point, like you're not going to be able to do your admin, your accounting, your media, your, like at some point, hopefully your business flourishes so much that you just need to support yourself. You need, you need to a team. call in help. Same with your life. You know, we don't do life alone. Yeah. We can't. Like, oh. try it. It's lonely and you get depressed, like, real quick. You need people, introverted or not. It's been not. proven, too, yeah. like, multiple times that, Human like, humans need connection. Yeah. We need that. Yeah. And whether it be, to me, that, like, speaks beyond, like, person to person. It's like, we need connection to animals. We need connection mm. to the land. To me, going outside is, like, there's an odd ceremony in it. Like, a really beautiful, like, ceremony and just going outside and being with mm nature mm-hmm. and not having to take from it or anything just like just existing in it. it yeah be part of it it makes you i think it also makes you feel small in a good way yeah definitely does not like it, it may it makes you realize that you are just really one part of like a huge interworking and i think mm-hmm. making something bigger than yourself can help you get out of some of those mental spaces too yeah yeah our our friend tony francis um <laughs> we send we send like pictures of space to each other a lot oh i love um, he's that got his favorite picture of all time is i think it's called the pale blue dot yeah with carl sagan's yeah, yeah yeah um but i also just discovered this one of it's a photo that's i think 900 900 million pixels and it's got like Three billion stars in this one photo. Oh, cool! It makes me shiver. And, and you I don't can even basically know. you can basically like zoom in infinitely, and it's still perfect. Oh, that's because cool. it's it's like compared to like our iPhone, it's I think like nine hundred times more pixels than Just a an few image. More pixels. So <laughs> it's probably it's probably a, about a I think like a thirty gigabyte image. That's like or my something. whole storage capacity on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! That, no, that sounds that. like really cool. I love the idea of infinite space. That's like a whole yeah. other topic, but like, <laughs> but like that to me sounds like the most beautiful thing you could look at when you're feeling 
it's, mentally low. It's really cool. So I'll, yeah. I'll link it in the description yeah. so that everybody can go and check this really amazing um, image yeah, out. Awesome. And yeah. but, but like often because I'm here throughout the day, a lot of my walks are under the stars and it's exactly that feeling of uh, smallness oh, I is love that. Uh, cool. when, when it's not like gloomy overcast sure, yes. in the winter, yeah. but there are a lot of winter does, stars are awesome yeah, though, because yeah. there's no color distraction, right? Yeah. Like everything's just gray and white. And yeah. so you look up. I also love the moon. Yeah. I just, she's so pretty. Yeah. Around. Dude is so nice. And like the last couple of days when it's been full, it's been mm-hmm. like, just absolutely so clear and yeah. you try and take a picture on your like little phone you're like this is not doing anything justice that's and what then, i love about the moon, that's though. also what i love about it like she won't show herself no yet, the sun and the moon to me it's just like immediate. if you get out and yeah. you like look at them and like get to experience them i feel like there's also like a connection there too because it's not something you get through photographs you have mm-hmm. to, you have to be, be there. there to experience it for sure and i love that. that to me is like the the connection i feel in nature is also like how I, we talk about religion sometimes on here, but like, I believe that the God force is just what we call love. Um, and I think that when you're connected to nature, like when you're actually present and you feel that the earth is supporting you and the trees are nourishing your lungs and the moon is watching over you, like you feel that. And it's just like, I am small, but I'm so cared for. Yeah. Like that to me is like the deepest experience of love that I could get. Yeah. Which is, yeah, that's why I like nature. Yeah. I think so too. I'm into it. I think it has a lot of weight for me in like many ways, but I think getting outside, I tell people constantly whenever they're telling me they're going through something, I'm like, have you been outside lately? And they're like, nah, what? Well, let's go for why, are, why, why are you asking me this? I'm like, no, I just mean like, when was the last time you were outside? Because uh-huh. like, you can really get trapped in that indoor lifestyle that mm-hmm. clearly is not made yeah. for us, I don't think. I think that's why there's been so many increases in mental health awareness and issues and things like that around, you know, because we're not doing anything natural anymore, really. Mm -hmm. Unless you force yourself to. It's a choice at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Robbins has, it just ties in really nicely. I want to like throw this in there. Mm -hmm. He's got this really, it's quite comical, this um, sort of rant about our boxed life, you know? And and so kind of like with this getting into wilderness, getting outside thing, um, being what we need compared to you know he talks about we um we, we sleep on our box in our <laughs> box house yeah we we get into our box. Our, our box to travel to our box job where we have our box lunch and it we look at our squeal and we, yeah i'm <laughs> listening to this i'm like hey. we, look, we, look, we like talk to people on our box and then we you know get back in our box and go home and sit down and watch tv on this box oh you no know? So, it's giving me anxiety <laughs> talk about that. like you're right though it's point. true I, yeah i think that's why he uh i think that's why it's powerful that it they came to mind about this and that's so what i call my dog's crate is her box yeah. it, <laughs> she hates it it's yeah like she it's her little room but <laughs> and so that's the uh that's that's the whole thing. So like, huh. get outside of that yeah. box. Yeah, yeah, you get know? outside of your box, guys. Like, come shapes. on. <laughs> yeah, nature shapes. I yeah. think that's the thing. Nature has so much cool art so also available yeah. for you. Like, if you walk through Haroldtown, there's like entire sections that feel like you're in a different oh movie set. If you walk through there thinking you're writing like a novel for like J.R.R. Tolkien or something, or I'll like take a walk uh, through Shack Wacky. Oh my if you're part gosh, of like it's just there's so many different. Like the trees will do weird things just because they grew 
in a specific way that they've made an archway or that they've, you know, spiraled up this other tree and it looks yeah. like a cool snake going around. Or there's yeah. one tree in Harold Town that literally looks like a it's hand, just, oh, like coming that. out of the ground, like with power, like yeah. thrusting It really forward. does look like. And it's yeah. like, that's so cool. And it's something that's bigger than me. And it's something that's getting me out of my head. And I think those kinds of like natural distractions are also therapeutic in a way to kind of work through your thoughts because it makes you understand that like mm-hmm. what really matters is me panicking over my timing today matter uh, or you know if I was effective da, 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 da. it's like no none of that look at this you know like look at the beauty of this and I think it kind of just takes you away and brings you back to a space where you can go back and look at those problems and see them in a different light mm-hmm. you don't have to see them in a yeah. yeah. Panic. Yeah, you've got space. And I think nature likes to hold you that way too. Like you yeah. can go there and scream or you can go there and stomp, stomp your problems into the earth. Like you can, it will take your shit. Yeah. And in return, just give you like good smells and warmth. Yeah. It's lovely. Get outside guys. Yes. If you haven't gotten outside, <laughs> get outside. Take this podcast with you. There you go. You and can get outside. That. Yeah. Take but a sniff. While you're I, I'd also say, I mean, Tony and I were talking about this the other day and, uh, I think you can, I think it's okay. You know, you can play the podcast or whatever to get started, but at some point turn that off and and actually like get into nature. Cause he, he was recognizing, you know, the, if you're going on a walk or whatever, um, and you're, you're listening to a meditation when you're on a walk, like maybe to kickstart it. Cause not everybody's able to get, yeah, into a mindful buffer. state like we're because you know that disconnection syndrome that's talked about in brainwash and all that yeah you know a lot of people struggle with that that's why we're introducing guided meditations here yeah doing more mindfulness stuff because it is it's a skill that takes quite a bit of time to build up you don't just go into nature and appreciate the stars if like your mind's just like stuck on how many likes you've got on instagram yeah. you know it takes time mm-hmm. to get to that point mm-hmm. but that's why yeah. people don't feel rest on vacation to like the third day. Of course, right? yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we have to unwind our monkey mind first. And you're yeah. right, that takes practice, that takes concentration, it takes self-determination mm-hmm. also to want to work through it because there's many people I think that enjoy the distraction of, mm-hmm. you know, the little box life. They yeah. enjoy that and that's fine. But like, I just want to tell those people that there's so much more beyond this. Yeah. Join me. (laughs) For me, like sometimes I'll listen to podcasts at the start of a walk as well because, um, because I can't unwind my monkey mind. And I find the podcasts that I listen to are not just for pleasure. Like they always give me that whoa moment of just like, that's crazy. Um, and then that triggers my sense of wonder. And then I take out my headphones and like, look at this space. That's great. Like that's kind of, what it does for me. Yeah. And it also helps me time my walks. I'm like, okay, I've been walking for yeah. an hour and a half now. That's good. <laughs> Cause I, I don't forget. <laughs> yeah. I typically don't listen to music or podcasts typically on walks. Well, usually cause I'm watching dogs and I, yeah, I want to be full attention there. But if I have gone out and listened to music or podcasts, it's very brief and it's definitely like as a warm up moment. And then I want to be like in the annoying. sound of nature yeah. because it is like really cool and beautiful. Cool. But yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. 
Well, well, this was so much fun. There you go. Also, thank you so and much for having me on. Great time. I loved it. Um, <laughs> so where can people find you before we sign off? Yes. Where do people find you? Um, I have a website also that New Foss Media graciously put together for me. Yeah. Um, and it's pausePTBO.com. And then I also am on Instagram, which is where most people find me. It's where I share all my stories and fun stuff at pausePTBO and uh, Facebook as well. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much, Becca. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to the Flowcast. Take a moment to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or YouTube for the video version and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps to connect the podcast to those who will find value in it. Hit the share button and send this episode to a friend or two. And a big thanks as always to Flow Spa for making it possible for us to keep making this podcast. Flow Spa is Peterborough's float therapy and sports recovery center, dedicated to providing the ultimate relaxation experience. Whether you need physical relief from pain or a deep state of mental relaxation and calm, or even the best sports recovery methods to help you recover from your training, Flow Spa is where you can find your flow.